Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Oh, yeah. It is The Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. Parker. And we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We'll do it live! And what a show we have for you today. Basketball all over the place coming off the 75th anniversary for the NBA. And they celebrated it at their All-Star game yesterday or over the weekend in Cleveland. Both Rob and I were there. We didn't see each other, but we were there. And uh, we'll talk about that and all the goings-on from the weekend. What's up, man? How are you? I'm uh, good, Mr. Chris Broussard. How are you? I am phenomenal. I, I did phenomenal. see you. I was at the church passing, yeah, around, the pl- passing around the plate. <laughs> passing- <laughs> While you you should have came up to the altar, brother. <laughs> Get that prayer. You know, <laughs> I was hands try- laid on you. I was trying to, like, uh, you know, help you out with getting the – the offering, you know what I mean, Chris? So, you know. I wasn't worried about the offering. No, I, I, I was just, just trying to drop I didn't jewels. see. I didn't hear you, but I saw you up there. You looked like you were in your element. I saw a picture of you up. Yes. Uh, it went well. It went really well. Yeah. It went well. How yes. long did you preach for? Now, let me just ask you real quick, because being that I am a ba- I'm Baptist, and I went to a Baptist church. And it you was know, a Chris, Baptist church. Yeah. Baptist church is... Uh, Ceremonies, or I mean, uh, 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 services, I should say, are like three hours, you know, with all the singing right. and all that. You know, it's usually right. three hours you go to church. Uh, how long was the uh, service? Well, the service, it started at 10, and uh, we were out of there had, by time? noon. Oh, that's good then. And okay. praise and worship. I spoke probably for 40 minutes? Okay. That's Probably good, about Chris. about 40 minutes. That's, yeah. some could, you know, some pastors could be long-winded. Yes. And yes. and it's not that people don't want to hear about church. It's the attention span. And you lose people after a while, even if they right. want to hear the word. Do you agree with me? Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard ministers uh, and just people in general speak for, you know, well over an hour, close to two hours, if not two, and been into it. Yeah. So I think it depends on the minister and the content. I've spoken for much long, like hour and a half, two hours wow. before, and people were into it. So I, I just think it depends on the audience and the topic and, you know, things yeah. like that. But I'm uh, just, before I'd like was to enough, go, it was I'd good. like it to hear, well. you know what I mean? But sometimes I've been there where it's just too long and I feel no, like, yeah. you know, I, like, I, okay, I've like, been there too. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm getting the word, but. It's a little long, and now I'm starting to think about other things. And that's, you know what I mean? And that's not what it's supposed to be. Don't but bring anyway, up Saturday night, man. Don't yeah, bring up yeah, Saturday night. No, Whatever no, no. you so, did. <laughs> but, but my God, and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it, obviously. But I ran into so many people, saw so many people. I saw your picture of you and Magic. I ran into Magic. Magic yeah. looks great. 
I mean, when you think about where he was, Chris, 30 years ago and what he faced and what he looks like now, and he's he's magic. He looks like he's he's in great shape. Am I right? He's he's Let's face it. None of us thought he was going to be alive at this point. Let's just keep it real. Chris, back then, when when people got HIV back then, 30 years ago, it was a death sentence. Oh, yeah. And people died. People died like that. It was scary. You remember? It was people don't even understand now. Now you can live a normal life. People are undetectable now, Chris. They got the the, the pills and now shots. Like you can live. But when he Magic was, got it, remember, no. remember what he said at his press conference when he revealed it, Rob. He said, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna keep leaving. I, I got a long time left. I'm paraphrasing that, but yep. he was like, and I'm gonna have fun. Nobody you know, thought and he so, was so optimistic right. and everybody else thought, yeah, that sounds nice, but we know that's not true. And all of that has come true. Yeah. No, uh, he magic. Looked- and you know this. I mean, I was able to watch the, the whole event in his suite with him. And Magic, you know this, Rob. He is one of the most, in my view, probably from what I, who I've met, maybe the most personable Superstar celebrity no you doubt. could ever meet. I don't even. You I, I'm not. Meet. I'm not even. Yeah. And you know me. I'm. I'm cynical of a lot of things. Right. Right. So you know how I am, and I would not pass that out if I really didn't believe that. But I do believe that. I think you're yep. spot on when it comes to magic. I. I the way he deals with everybody. Everyone. Everybody. Even There's magic asked me about my family of, when he saw th- me. There you that's go. Who, that's who he is. That's right. who he is. There's never an air of I'm this superstar no. Hall of Famer. And you're not. You know, it's just like you're on the same level. And like you said, he treats everybody the same way. He does. All right, we got a great show. We'll get Eric Pinkus, Bleacher Report, NBA analyst coming up. We got to wake him over the coals. The last time he was on, he was... What was he talking about? The Westbrook stuff. Remember that we had missed... Rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah, well, he was positive about the Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, he was like... It was... was, We we passed judgment on him too quickly that he didn't fit. Remember his numbers? He was trying to... He wrote a column that the numbers were... Well, good, and he's it's not, it's not him. I, it was kind of yeah, like I, it was like a vaguely vo- remember. Yeah, that. like he didn't but he didn't want to put it, most of the onus on on him. And I and I still so say. much to get into with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, and we'll that'll that. be okay. part of it. But there's the Rob Palinka and LeBron stuff. So we will get into that and so much more. We got the Odd Couple crew in full effect. DJ Alex Tyshirt on the ones and twos on a Magic Monday. Bo Benson in for Super Producer Rob G and on the updates. Our man, the loquacious, Brian Finley. All right, Rob, Let LeBron spoke. It was his town, obviously his franchise, the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, overall his franchise. Uh, he's obviously a Laker right now. But uh, his homecoming, and uh, LeBron spoke with Kenny Smith before All-Star weekend, or certainly at least before the All-Star game. And uh, he reiterated that he believes he's the greatest player to ever Put on sneakers. Here he is. At that moment, I was like, I'm the greatest basketball player people have ever seen in all facets. Like, you know, I could play the one through five. I can guard one through five. You know, uh, just like literally like did something that's never been done in the history of the sport. I mean, teams that go down 3-1 was zero for like 32 in finals history. There was nobody ever coming out of that. And nobody gave us a chance. I just felt like ain't nobody, ain't nobody better than me at this. All right, Rob, uh, I know you want to tackle this. So 
I, I just feel bad for him. I, I, I do. I, and I understand it. You could feel good about your accomplishments and what you've done. For you to go out front and tell people that you're the greatest whoever did something or whatever, that's just not your place. That's just me. I, I don't believe that that's, uh, that's where you should be. It just sounds weird to me, and it doesn't make any sense to me from this standpoint that it was just two years ago after he won the bubble championship, he was asking people, I want my damn respect. So, so what are you asking for? Like you're, you're, You want your respect from your peers and, and other people who don't even believe you're uh, of any of the stuff. So you, you even acknowledge that people don't look at you that way. That's why you're asking for people to respect you. Uh, we've had, uh, it's not just um, current players who are jealous of his success and all the stuff that's happened to him, right? Because, Chris, we know this when there's a, when there's a, when you have a horse in the race, there's jealousy and all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. So a lot of times you can't get, we, me and you talk about all the time. That's why they can't vote for, the, for each other because there, there's, a, there's a bias there. It just right. is, okay? Right. And he not only gets it from the players that are currently play, he gets it from the, the past stars who have, who have taken issue with his, his track. Uh, has he accomplished a lot? Unbelievably, yes. I, I, I've said to, for all the criticism I give him, Chris, I've said he's the, the second best player. Right. I right. just I, So you could say I'm a LeBron hater. I don't have him fifth or tenth on my list like Charles Barkley or Kenny Smith at one point and Paul Pierce and all these other people didn't even have him, Chris, in the top ten, right. which is outrageous when you talk about his numbers and, right. and all the other accomplishments. So I'm not in that camp when I look at him. But I, I do not believe he's better than Michael Jordan. Uh, I, I don't believe he's the best player ever. Uh, he's damn good. He's great at filling stats and, and putting up numbers and all that, which is all great. And he's won and he's done a lot of stuff. But he just he, when I look at those two, there's no doubt if I was picking a player that I wanted to start my team with and win a championship with and, and take the last shot, it's going to be Michael Jordan. And that's what I look at, not how many uh, scoring a basket with your team down uh, 18 points in the last two seconds to, to make sure you get 30 points. You know, like 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 that ball should be dribbled out. There's nothing there, and you're – laying up a ball uncontested so that you make sure you get 30. Those are the things that bother me about LeBron, but that's him. That's for him to say. I'm just telling you how I feel. I feel bad that he still has to feel compelled to say that. If I was in LeBron's spot and they asked me, that's not for me to determine. That's for everybody else to talk about. That, that just would be my answer. I've done my resume speaks for itself. People will take a look at it and right. they can determine whether or not they think I'm the greatest player ever. Well, it's not about you being a hater. And unfortunately today, if you don't say LeBron's the GOAT, people think you're a hater. Right. And Rob, you know, I've defended LeBron vehemently against Skip Bayless for nearly two decades. I've done six, seven cover stories for ESPN the Magazine on LeBron. I've gotten to know him fairly well. I don't see him a lot now. Haven't seen him in years up close. But was a, spent a lot of time with LeBron and really like him a lot. So I, 
I and and just because I say he's not the goat. Some people say I'm a LeBron hater, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous because right. a lot of people think you're a LeBron right. Uh, uh, right. advocate on, or, or exactly. you're always protecting him or, exactly. or apologist. I, that's what I hear from people. Chris is a LeBron right. apologist, you know. And, 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 I, and, and I just said that to show how it's so foolish to say if you don't think LeBron's the GOAT, you're a hater. Right, Because you're right. A lot of people think I'm a LeBron apologist, and some, because I don't say he's the GOAT, I'm a LeBron hater. But let me just say this, Rob. I do think LeBron, and and, and you and I have did, talked about this, and I've brought it. Well, Ali used to say he was the greatest, but I've thought about it. And you know what? Ali did it in a way, there was some humor involved, some salesman you, and yes. marketing chip, and it became a part of his shtick. There you go, Chris. So what? much so, and the proof is here. He was saying he was the greatest before there was any evidence whatsoever to believe that. There right? you go. Before like, he even before, Sonny listed. Right. He right. was, I'm he, the greatest, I'm right? I mean, he, so he, didn't even, he hadn't even won the belt right. yet. That's what I'm saying. So it, it, Exactly. It was that's spot on. Than, that's spot than LeBron on. being serious and bringing this up. And I think, unfortunately, it does show how LeBron is a bit insecure about this. Yes. Because, look, Rob, the athletic just released their top 75 players over the past couple months and, you know, narrowing it, naming it down to the top one. LeBron was two, Jordan was one. Just came, just finished it up within the past week or two. ESPN just released their order of their top 75, or the top 75, the official one by the league. ESPN's panel of experts just came out today, I believe. They got LeBron number two, Jordan number one. We saw the ESPN poll of fans, many of them young millennials after the last dance. What was it, 70, 80%? LeBron number, number two, Jordan number one. Yes. Like, and those and, are the millennials, not the old heads, Chris. These are right. the, They're the ones taking the polls on ESPN and all that, right. not the old heads. So that said a lot about them. And if you remember, Michael split, Michael swept everything, I think, except for one category. One, you remember that? <laughs> and some of it was even, was even I wouldn't even like agree had, with. But yeah, yeah, one it was, was like passing like or something. Was and they gave it yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And I would give that to LeBron. And and I just think because of that, Rob, because he basically sees that virtually everyone is saying he's second to Jordan, that he feels like he has to come out and say it. And you're right. He should let others say it. There are going to be a lot of young people saying it, I think. Yes. He and has as they his, he begin has to dominate the narrative, we'll see what happens. But I think that's what it is. And let me quickly throw this out because we're going to throw it out to the callers. Let's get to, yeah, let's Call get, yeah, let's us in. Tell us who you think is the GOAT, even if you think it's somebody else. But and what do you, you think that, LeBron's the GOAT? Why? And what why do you not? think of LeBron saying it? Does that I'm make you cringe or are you cool quickly. with that? Okay. Here's why I believe Jordan was the GOAT. He was more dominant individually. Ten scoring titles, three steals titles. LeBron's got one scoring title, one assist title. More dominant team-wise. LeBron spent 11 years in Cleveland delivering him one ring. Jordan spent 11 healthy years in Chicago delivering him six rings. Jordan had two, has two of the three three-peats in NBA history since the retirement of Bill Russell. So LeBron's got an argument for longevity, Rob, but it also can work against him because it's like, well, in 18 years, he won four rings. And, and Jordan played 13 healthy seasons and has six rings. Chris, if so, he plays three more years and it's 20, what, 22 and seasons and, 22 and four seasons, rings, right. that is not going – I don't care what it, anybody it, says. That, absolutely. 
Um, LeBron uh, Jordan denied, once he start, took over the league, denied a host of Hall of Famers. Barkley, Ewing, uh, Olajuwon, uh, Shaq, uh, David Robinson, Gary Owen Owen, Reggie Miller, Gary Payton. He denied them rings. Uh, a lot of people got rings under LeBron's watch. Everybody Jordan ate. had literally no weaknesses on the court. There wasn't one thing he couldn't do. LeBron is nitpicking. Free throw shooting is a yep. weakness. Jordan was a better defender, defensive player of the year. Uh, nine-time all-defense, again, in 13 healthy seasons. LeBron, six-time all-defense in, what, 18 19, seasons? 18. Yeah, 18 so far. Um, LeBron, I think Jordan could fit into a system easier. Made it easier for teammates to play with him, particularly stars. And Jordan def- doesn't have a meltdown moment on the record. We da- LeBron's got Dallas. He's not the only one. Magic had, you know, 83. They call him Tragic Johnson or 80, right. 80, yeah, 83. Um, and, or 84, I'm sorry. And then others have done it as well. Nothing like that with Jordan. He lost, but he wasn't. Didn't never had a meltdown. All right, so those are some of my reasons. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. We are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, hour number two. We got Dan Wokey of the Los Angeles Times, who covers the NBA and the Lakers for the LA Times. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour, and we'll get more into what's going on with the Lakers and maybe even around the league. There's some other news. Chris Paul out six to eight weeks with a thumb injury. Uh, he's the playoffs start in about eight weeks. So, uh, he should get back just in time for that. But we'll talk about that and more with Dan Wokey. But Rob, let's, um, let's stay with basketball, but move to college and uh big story over the weekend. You just heard Brian Finley giving the update, but Wisconsin playing Michigan, Wisconsin beats them by, I, I don't know what the final was, maybe 16, uh, 14, 16 points, something like that. Uh, Jawan Howard upset because the Wisconsin coach called a timeout with 10, 15 seconds remaining. Jawan didn't like it. After the game, he and the coach, uh, you know, Jawan, they're walking to do the handshake, and Jawan's going to walk by the coach. The coach kind of grabs him. And hey, you know, just nothing to say like like to crazy. It was well, and like, I'm glad you said that because we're gonna. I will get into that. Let me just explain it for those that didn't know. And he he grabs him, and they're discussing. Jerron's clearly more heated. Uh, kind of grabs the coach by his shirt, and they start discussing. People surround him, and then you know, they they just the players kind of converge, and the coaches, and then Jawan slaps one of the assistant coaches for Wisconsin, and then, Rob, thankfully, it didn't escalate too much because it escalated where it was almost a brawl between the teams. Right. And thankfully, it didn't become, you know, spilling to the fans and fans getting on the court and things like that. I saw a quote. But that certainly was possible. From Tom Izzo saying it reminded him of the malice in the palace, which was a little little different because players went into the stands. Right. that was but it looked different. like it, it – I mean, I get where Izzo's coming from. 
just because it looked like it may have had that potential at one point. You know what I mean? Because it, it was getting ugly, but thankfully it didn't escalate to that or anything close. But anyway, Jawan Howard was suspended five games, as we heard. And uh, Rob, I said this this morning. I believe that Jawan, there were some calling for his firing. There was a uh, column in the Detroit News. Many different th- yeah, calling Chris, for Chris, did you fired. see that? Yeah. Yep, I saw it. Um, on our show, Kevin Wilds only thought he should get a two-game suspension. I said this, and I still believe it. I think Jawan Howard should have been suspended for the rest of the season. Not just the regular season. Postseason, Big Ten tournament. Yep. Yeah, whatever. If they go to the NIT or whatever, they luck up and win the Big Ten tournament and get in the NCAA. Whatever. He should be suspended for the rest of the season. It seems, Rob, to me, and I've known Joe. I don't know him that well, but obviously covering him came right, across right. and talked Same to him with in the me, league. You know, covering yeah. the league over the years, right? I don't, and I don't a great guy from my interactions with him, and always kind of carried himself very maturely, and you know, just seemed like a and and, and a sharp mellow guy. guy, Chris. Yes, yes, right? like I the mean, adult in the room is yes. is a term you people have associated with him. Um, but it seems like he may need anger management classes because. You know, this was the second time with the Maryland coach last year, Mark Turgeon. Uh, Jawan had to be held back. And it's like, uh, what is going on, dude? Like, relax. And so that's my thinking, Rob. I don't think he needed to be fired. If it happens again, then yes. That would, that would I, be I a would third strike, suspicious. Chris. Right. I think that yeah, if exactly. he does do it again, he, he probably rightfully will so. Right. I think he but, got a slap on the wrist. Five games is nothing. I, I, I really... In a I, bad season. It, right. Five games is nothing, and it doesn't look good when you got your butts kicked. You know what I mean in the game, and, and this is what you're doing, where you're reaching over four people to slap yeah, somebody. That was, that was like, like, it wasn't like the guy was up on him. You're reaching across you right. know, a group of people to hit somebody. I right. think there's something wrong there. I'm with you. Um, I, I, I think I, I'm going to – I always come down harder on coaches. You think he should have been – it sounds like you think he should have been fired. No, not fired. Okay. But but suspended the rest of the year. You can't okay. coach. You need to think about what you've done. It's a it's a terrible example for the kids. I don't care what anybody says. Right. It's a terrible right. example because you can't ask your kids to be cool headed when you're hot headed. And, and, and telling even, them yes, and kids will think like if they if something happens where they having you know a verbal altercation with yes. an opponent or something. It is possible that a kid, whether subconsciously or consciously, will say, "Look what Coach Joe, did. Right. Coach went at him. I'm punching, dude. We're not That's taking how we it. Do. Exactly. Like, yeah. like we don't we don't take anything from anybody. And I think it was just it's a really bad look. And and I was disappointed. I gotta admit, Chris, when he explained it, can you just apologize and admit right. that you lost your temper? And, and this will never happen again. And I'm better than this. This is not Michigan basketball. This is not Jawan Howard. This, just apologize. Right. I lost my – we all have he moments. he up doing it again, right? You heard the statement that Brian Finley just read. Right. That's what he said. But why didn't you say that in the first place? But he should have said that when – right. This is right. Exactly. Just say it. And and people can accept Chris. We all are fallible, right? We all are, we all make mistakes, right? Right. You could we could we could say okay, and he could say, as long as I'm Michigan coach, you'll ne- that'll never happen again. 
I, I, I deserve the, the kids deserve better, and this university deserves better. Yep, I okay. agree. You say Juwan, it like that. It. Nobody's really calling for Who's your gonna, head after that. Nobody, right? And no one will you be owned like it. Yeah, you owned it. You made a mistake. I'm going to do better. I'm not going to do this. I'm never going to embarrass my university. Come on, man. Taking swings at people. uh, That was ridiculous, Rob. I I, I agree. That was like, what? What what are you doing? And, Rob, I'm glad when we started talking about it because when I was explaining how it happened and the coach kind of grabbed Juwan, I'm glad you stepped in and said what you did because – Everybody's like, and we've even heard commentators say, you know, you can't put your hands on something. Look, there are degrees to everything, folks. When, when, when people are saying you don't put your hands on something, it's not like he grabbed Jawan by the collar and was like, dude, what do you, you don't want to say hi to me? You don't want to shake my hand? Rob, if you and I were doing the show together in person and, you know, you were upset or something, and, and I I grabbed your elbow like, man, look, let's talk about this. Let's what's what you know what's up. That's not grabbing you in a threatening way. That you know you you could be justified turning around and slapping me. He put his hands on me. I mean, I just think that was an, a convenient excuse that a lot of people were using. Yeah, that the and, guy and, put his and, hands on. And, and here's another thing too, Chris, and, and I, you know me, I just, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but be careful who you hear from because all of, you know, former players are going to apologize for him and, and make an excuse. He touched him. Oh, look, I ain't nobody touching me. <laughs> and, and, and we just can't, like Chris and I, we not, we can't roll like that. We got to take it. We gotta look at what it. happened. And keep it real. Because if this was Tom Izzo and he did that, you know I would be saying the same thing. Right. I right. would. The way right. I said it about Bobby Knight when he was a coach and these other guys who have been, you know, doing stuff and, 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 and roughing up kids or whatever it was, it ain't right. And it ain't right to see a coach at a program like that do something like that. It's just not it's, – it's, it's a bad look for everybody involved. And I don't know what the assistant coach said, and and that that angered him There's so no much. There's no justification, right? There's just no. He, you no can have that conversation as adults, Chris. Right. You can get the way that he was talking to the head coach. You know, if it gets a little far, we've seen NFL coaches go at it. You right. remember, you know, like 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 they got a disagreement right after, or or I've seen Bill Belichick give that dead fish handshake like two seconds. Right. right. Like he he don't want no part of the other coach. We go all right, and he's right. on his way. That right. that says all you need to say. It, it it the problem was it got physical. Yep. That's it. I mean, Jawan can be ha- ha- uh, upset. He kind of was pointing in the face of the head coach. Hey, it's fine. Don't get physical. It's fine. People were reported. Oh wow, they were heated. But it would stay there. It's when it got physical that that was when it became a problem. And Rob, you brought up Bobby Knight, and I've heard some people say, "Well, Bobby Knight, Bobby Knight used to do that." Guess what? The legendary Bobby Knight got fired 20 years ago. He did. Fired. They finally that, did. And it's a different day. And, and you know this, Rob. I, I'm on this show constantly saying I, I don't mind hard coaching. Bobby I don't Knight, mind wouldn't, Bobby Knight right? wouldn't last today, no, Chris. he would not he would last not. today. Remember when John Chaney kind of almost went after John Calipari? He said, I'll kill you. Right. In the, in the press, press now. That didn't become – it was a story, but it didn't become like this Jawan Howard situation because some people are making this racial, Rob, and I know you've seen it. 
you know, brothers take, I'm disappointed in your thing, you know, about Jawan. And look, sometimes we behave badly too. Yes. Right? Black, white, everything isn't, oh, I just did it because of racism. No, sometimes we just made a mistake. Sometimes we just did the wrong thing. That wasn't racism. That was Jawan making a bad decision. It's bad. And, and and when we say I brought that up because John Cheney didn't when he went after Cal Perry, that was a years ago, Rob. Not that long ago, but it was right. years ago. And it wasn't like this. Because things are different now. John Cheney's black. Yeah. And he wasn't because some are saying, well, when white coaches do this, they get away. Well, John Cheney got away with it. Yep, John you know, Cheney. He Knight, said he threatened Tigers. to kill a guy in yes. front of a in a press conference. In a press conference for people for the for the for the young heads and the people who don't know. Go look up the video. Go look how angry he is and what he says in that press conference. So I'm with you. I'm not going to do that. If I thought there was an issue, we've always called it out. Whether Absolutely. people like it, who are white, who don't dis- who disagree with us, Chris, because there's times when Chris and I are very heavy on, on, on a race issue or something that's right. out there, and then we'll have some listeners not happy with that, and then black people like that part, and then vice versa. But this, I agree with you. I don't care. If this was Tom Mizzo, I'd be on his head today, Chris. Absolutely. I'd be be on his head the same way I was when I was on Tom Mizzo's head. What was the kid during the tournament? Yeah. You remember? He he, He, he was just. He grabbed him and yelled. He grabbed him. It was his old player. Yeah. Go go Google it. I was on Undisputed. I ripped Tom Mizzo for that. Right. Touching the kid and grabbing him on national television and embarrassing him. Yep. And so. Those are our thoughts on the Juwan Howard situation. He got five games, basically the rest of the regular season. So apparently he'll be able to coach in the Big Ten tournament. Rob and I think he should have been suspended the rest of the season, regular season and postseason. Think about what you've done, you know, cool off and come back next season. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Rice or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our next guest, Covers the L.A. Lakers and the NBA for the L.A. Times. Does a terrific job. Dan Wokey. Dan, welcome to the Odd Couple. Hey, Chris, Rob, just to be clear, as people who traffic in words, that was um, that was not really quite a brouhaha. I think it was more of either a shoving match or even maybe even a kerfuffle. I think it's the way. Kerfuffle does. Kerfuffle seems to be the uh, the most popular word. Yes, kerfuffle seems to be the most popular word. Yeah, I like I like a shoving match. It's the only. It's never a punching match, by the way. Um, It's you know, it's it's just like a a good old fashioned shoving match. Now, what did you? Let's ask you this, because Rob and I thought we agree. We think Jawan should have got suspended the rest of the season, like including the postseason. Yes. 
And sure. Big Ten tournament, if they get to, you know, NIT or whatever. But uh, we don't think he should have been fired, but suspended the rest of the way. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, it does seem sort of like a half measure to do the rest of the regular season. You know, like five games is, yeah, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that um, you just can't, you, you just can't be the head coach of a college basketball team and act that way. Right. Um, right. You just can't. And, you know, you know, I think we've uh, we've seen some of the erosion of the, you know, these are educators and leaders of men, like, and some of that stuff. And, and, like, good riddance to those labels, by the way. These are basketball coaches. <laughs> and, and, like, it's, it's college basketball. It's very transactional. Um, that being said, like, you know, and NBA, like, no, no, prof- you, no professional, period, should act that way, and Juwan Howard should know better. Yeah, no, right. no doubt. Well, speaking so, of uh, professionals yeah, and acting a certain way, LeBron right. uh, let his hair <laughs> down in Cleveland, and I get he it. Did. You know, he's back home, and I'm playing with Bronny no matter machine. where. I got to go, and, and I'm the goat, yeah. and I'm, you know, whatever it takes. I'm open to come back to Cleveland, and I'll uh, get rid of all these good young players that they have and do whatever I got to do. Now, what do you make of LeBron? First off, uh, I just find it weird that you have to tell people you're the GOAT when it was two years ago you were asking people for respect after you won the title. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think I think this weekend, Rob, um, you know, especially for me as someone who who's covered like a, a mostly sort of quiet couple years of LeBron in L.A., like right. post-Anthony Davis trade. Like, this this is sort of, you know, in a lot of ways what he's, I don't want to say best at, obviously, but he's very good at this, right? Which is sort of the subtle and sometimes not so subtle of, like, tweaking of an organization. Right. Telling them, like, get it together. And, and now, look, the irony in all of this, right, is that he played a major role. Yes. A, like, an underlined, bolded, up the font to 25 points, like, a major role in this team being what it is today in terms of the offseason construction or whatnot, right? Um, but, like, to me, this is a, a, a very clear message to the Lakers that is that says, I have one more year on my contract, right? Um, you know, if you want me to sign an extension, if you want me to, to, to commit beyond that, like, you've got you've to commit to winning now. It is, it is the ultimate sort of um, conundrum that uh, you, you face, at least at this stage, with LeBron James, um, I was sitting here in Chicago talking to my father-in-law about this, and, and he said it's like, you know, teams have to operate on a five to ten-year scale, and LeBron James is operating on a one-year scale. Right, right, and and, and and those two things just they they don't work together. And so, you know, if you're LeBron, if you're in the LeBron James business, like you probably can't be thinking about your twenty twenty-seven first-round pick. You probably can't be thinking about your twenty twenty-nine first-round pick. You need to use those to win now because, like, this dude isn't going to be here forever. He's definitely not going to be playing at this level forever. Um, because, guys, he's playing at the type of level that that you need to you need to wonder. You know, should we push all in with this guy? Um, it, 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 he's playing pretty great basketball. But the only problem, uh, Dan, though, is that he's playing great, and it still doesn't translate doesn't to wins. Doesn't matter, right? Which but, is, but you uh, yeah, know what I'm so, saying. That's the hard part. totally. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right, Rob. And and I mean, and that's the thing is is ultimately right. Like you look at the Lakers and you look at what what their options ultimately were at the trade deadline, and they could have gotten marginally better, and they could have probably gotten marginally better 
in a few ways that didn't require them, you know, to trade a 2027 first round pick. Um, I had one GM tell me that, you know, like kind of the sin of Rob Polenka was thinking too big at the trade deadline, that this was a team Mm -hmm. that, you know, um, outside of LeBron James, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook will say like, you know, because Russ is its own sort of issue, um, you know, could probably improve at every position, even just a little. You know, like if you just get a little bit better at a couple positions, you improve your chances, um, <clears throat> you know, in, in the playoffs. And, and maybe there were opportunities there. Like like the one name that was floated to me, right, and this is going to sound ridiculous, and probably it is, is like a player like Ish Smith, right? Like a very just like – right. He's a good and role I say, player, though. I, I say, I, yeah, I say this. I say this with, with all due respect to a player that I has had a nice NBA career. Just sort of a guy, right? But like, yep. I, I yep. think though that this is a team that you know needs as many competent players as possible. Um, you, you know, to, to guys that are available, guys that won't hurt you, guys that can do things on both sides of the ball, and um, guys when you play them that don't create other problems. Because of their, you know, that that to me is the story of this Lakers season, guys, is that it is a ship that takes on water from, you know, all sides. And if you pay attention, if you, if you want to play a defensive lineup, great. Good luck scoring. You want to play an offensive lineup, great. Right. Good luck stopping right. anybody. Right. And, and, and it has just been a constant, you know, it's like Frank, watching Frank Vogel run from side to side trying to stop the flood from coming in. <laughs> and we, Dan, we got a minute left. Let me ask you this because you said it. LeBron's kind of put it out there. Hey, I got a year left on my deal. You know, after yeah. the season, and and we, you know, they also need to make a decision by August what fourth, whether or not they should extend him or whatever. If LeBron hit the market, and you brought up, you know, it's a year to year thing with when you have LeBron James. What type of market do you think there would be for him, whether it was free agent or in a trade? Um, it's a fascinating question, right? There's never really been a situation like this. You know, a player at his advanced age. Uh, look, I, I think, you know, and I, I don't love doing this, but I, but, I mean, there should be a really strong market. Look what Tom Brady did for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. right. You know? And, and I think, you know, one year of LeBron James somewhere could could have that same sort of impact on a team, a team that is close, a team that has, you know, some of the right pieces around. I mean, like, this guy is still – an incredibly dynamic player, an incredibly gifted. I mean, what he's doing offensively this year, Chris, is is ridiculous, right? Like, he might lead the league in scoring. Right. Like, you you know, at 37 years old, he might lead the NBA in scoring this year. Um, So, yeah, people will want him. But then all of a sudden now, all of those teams then have to face that that same sort of impossible question, which is like, we've got to – how do we best put ourselves in a position to win today Without you know, submarining, um, you know our 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 ten year future or five year right. future, and, and it's right. hard. It's tricky. All right, that's our man Dan Wokey. You can read him in the L.A. Times. Does a terrific job of covering the Lakers and the league. Dan, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Take care. All right, brother. Peace.